0: La Haule, Walla, Puata, illa, Billah.
1: La Haule, Walla, Puata, illa, Billah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, and welcome to the program Tawheed in the Creation, where we look at the book. The Big Bang, the Amazing Human Body, authored by Buddha Salimani. We've been covering various aspects, looking at the Big Bang itself and uh, how things came into existence. And uh, tonight, inshallah, we will continue on in that journey. Join me in studio, as always, Alhamdulillah, Buddha Salimani, Buddha Salim,
2: Assalamu alaikum, and welcome to the show once again. Walaikum <laughs> salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Muhammad Fasih. As always, it's a great pleasure uh, to be here in the studio. Alhamdulillah, uh, likewise And uh, tonight we
1: will be continuing and building on what we did last week So we spent a lot of time looking at atoms last week And what makes up uh, everything in this universe Obviously referring to atoms We spoke about the space between things And I think that was quite an interesting concept How amazing the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is And how everything is held together in, in a way that is sometimes beyond our comprehension even SubhanAllah so tonight, Belisali, uh, we know atoms were formed after this chaotic situation that, that occurred after the Big Bang and how subatomic particles were formed. So tonight we're going to look at that and obviously we'll also explore these terms that we discussed, these strong and weak nuclear forces in the previous program. So we'll be touching on that and we'll be touching on how physical
2: matter came into being. Yes, uh Muhammad um, Fazil, a reminder to our listeners: the period in the history of the universe that we are talking about, the universe was now only about 300 years old. Now, when we say 300 years old, we must remind ourselves that the universe is, from all calculations uh, done uh, uh, to date, is 13.8 billion years so we have a long way to travel from 300 years to 13.8 billion years but just to let us know and understand that the universe when it was Mm -hmm. 300 years old we had the formation of the first atoms and just to give a quick reminder without going into all the detail and we said that it can be a powerful means of strengthening our iman and understanding of who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, if we look at the movement of the electrons around the nucleus of the atom, how very tiny they are, and we, we mentioned uh, how extremely, exceptionally tiny they are, but they are actually the building blocks of everything that we have in the entire universe, And the point that you reminded me and the listeners about was that actually 99.9% of the atoms are made up of empty space. Which means that everything we see around us in reality is made up of empty space. This is not speculation, this is a scientific fact. And then, of course, there is the tremendous amount of potential power that we have in these very tiny little pieces of uh, material that the universe uh, was made up of at that time.
1: Now, if we look at uh, what we discussed last week, I think it is useful to go back and just maybe touch on what was discussed
2: last week. Yeah. Muhammad Fasih, I think before I even uh, do that, I want to lay the basis for some of the things that will follow uh, and refer the listeners to what the Quran says in verse 35, 41. And I quote, Lo, Allah graspeth the heavens and the earth, that they deviate not and if they were to deviate there is not one that could grasp them after him lo he is ever clement forgiving. close quote what this ayah refers to is or one can extract from this ayah is the control that Allah exerts and exercises Over the entire universe and in particular I think we need to look at what we covered last week about or or the week before about magnetism and gravity and we're going to come to the uh, weak and strong nuclear forces in a moment but just to refer to gravity alone um, when I uh, reflected on what we were doing so far, the one thing I thought I should have mentioned, because when you talk about gravity, it becomes an abstract kind of concept. Yes, Fasir took his phone and he threw it, or he threw it up in the air and it fell on the floor and, and the screen cracked. Uh, that's a very good practical demonstration. But to take our minds to a point where you can truly marvel at what gravity really is i want to use the example of the earth if we take the planet earth which is in the form of a of a circle a ball and you look at where north and south is now if we picture the 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 ball um, north is on top south is at the bottom and then you have east and west on the sides now picture for a moment a person standing at the north pole his head is facing to the top picture the same thing a person standing at the south pole the other end where's where which direction is he facing into the person on each of the east and the west poles um, They are actually standing at the right angle to the equator. So picture that and consider that people are actually living their lives facing in completely opposite directions. If that is not something to marvel at, Um, and say that cars move, trains move all things move we conduct our lives as if the surface is flat but in reality people at the other opposite ends of the earth of where we find ourselves are actually facing in a completely different direction. Isn't that something truly marvellous to demonstrate the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala
1: And if we think about perhaps the middle ages or before that We found uh, people who drew maps with the idea that the earth was was flat and that if you went too far off uh, the edge, you would fall off the other side of the earth. And uh, so many years later, scientists uh, have uh, discovered that that the earth is round. And now the concept is even more mind-blowing than falling off the side (laughs) of the earth (laughs) because now we are saying that Everything on the Earth is affected by gravity, but our gravity in our understanding is from top to bottom. Uh, throwing something up and, and having it fall down, but here the Earth has acted as almost like a magnet to keep everything in, in terms of its dimension in
2: relation to where the ground is. Yeah, it's gravity that keeps it together. So it's almost like uh, a person walking on the ceiling, <laughs> upside down. The idea here of what is top and what is bottom is therefore very relative um, to where we are. So our top and our bottom um, is completely changed depending on where we find ourselves. And that to me is one of the practical demonstrations of how truly great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in how Allah has made gravity keep things grounded uh, to the surface of the earth, and yet we can conduct our lives without anything escaping into space or falling off the, the, the surface of the earth. The voice
1: of belasani Mani, this is the program to in the creation uh, this evening we've started off looking at atoms uh, and covering what we did last week and then also we've been getting into the concept of gravity i think after the break we'll be touching on nuclear power and i'm still my mind is still blown uh, excuse the pun by the concept <laughs> <laughs> that within every single atom there's this potential power that when it is unleashed is extremely extremely devastating and yet we find those atoms as particles in an inactive state and yet when it is activated this potential power and everything subhanallah i that's i'm still trying to wrap my head around that concept when we come back after this break we will continue stay tuned <laughs> Assalamu alaikum and welcome back uh, to tawkhir in the creation a journey through the book the big bang the amazing human body uh, by badassari mani and this evening we are reflecting on creation we've moved on a little bit from the event of the big bang to the results of the big bang uh, we spoke about uh, the strong and uh, weak nuclear forces in previous programs but tonight we'll give a little bit more depth and understanding
2: to that but sorry. Um, we said that we have this energy which eventually converted into the small pieces of matter then we talk about the appearance of the four forces the fundamental forces of nature and we're going to now just touch on the strong nuclear force What is the strong nuclear force? The strong nuclear force is a force that acts on the nucleus of atoms. Now, just to give our listeners a brief reminder of what the atom actually looks like, we said it's almost like our solar system. In the center, we have the sun with the planets, um, orbiting around the sun now the planets would be the equivalent of the electrons going around the center of the atoms and in the center the equivalent of the sun is what we call the nucleus or the core or the center of the atom. Now the strong nuclear force is a force that is determined by scientists as the strongest force in the entire universe. And that is the force that actually keeps the protons and the neutrons uh, tightly together in the center to form the nucleus of all atoms. Uh, If that force was not there, the protons would escape uh, away from the neutrons And the whole atomic structure would disintegrate, uh, which means that the very thing that we need to build the rest of the universe will cease to exist. So this force, although it's acting on very, very, very minute particles of matter, is actually intensely strong. And... um, Just to touch very briefly, and I must be honest, I know a little bit about the the, the strong nuclear force. And even scientists don't know too much about the weak nuclear force, um, except to say the nuclear force, the weak one, um, is the one that is involved and plays a role in the creating of the various different elements that we have in the universe and when we say elements we're talking about uh, hydrogen oxygen helium nitrogen all of those are referred to as elements and the weak nuclear force plays a role in bringing together the actual structure that Forms the different elements in the universe and we said there's about hundred and eighteen in the entire universe There's only a hundred and eighteen different elements from which everything else is constructed nuclear energy Is an energy that we are familiar with? Now there's two possibilities of how we can actually get nuclear energy It's either fission fusion now those are technical terms uh, and fission occurs when you take the core of an atom um, and you take the nucleus and you split it into smaller fragments that's called fission fusion as the word uh, implies uh, is another form of nuclear energy and that is when you take the nucleus of um, the atoms and you fuse them together to make one bigger nucleus um, and both of these methods um, results in nuclear and energy and we tap into that kind of uh, nuclear energy. Um, maybe just to round the point off to say that nuclear power, mm. uh, the things that we use in our power stations, um, is the use of uh, fission. And fission means we split the nucleus to generate electricity. Now, just the concept alone becomes very difficult to explain in more detail how it actually happens except to say that um, scientists have been able to tap into this enormous potential power that exists at the level of the atom and even within the atom the nucleus of the atom and they split the nucleus and when they do that they unlock all the power that we see around us through these nuclear power stations. And to conclude on this point, the sun on the other hand use also uh, nuclear power, but it uses um, fusion as a means of generating the, 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 the sun's power, where they bond together the different nuclei of atoms uh, to give us all these enormous energies. Uh, that we are familiar with. So either nuclear power through our power stations and, and nuclear power that we use on the planet Earth or, f- or, or fusion is a method that the sun uses to give us the kind of energy that we get from the sun. Uh, And if that sounded technical, it was even technical to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But what's amazing about what we've just said here is the fact that in examining all of these ways of generating power, and if we look at The broad spectrum of things that we do to generate power I mean in the past we use steam uh, We make a fire uh, We are using nuclear power here And manipulating the atoms All of these things None of them are man-made Allah put everything here at our disposal For us to be able to use And make a life on on, on this dunya So definitely we can say From whatever we've learned here It just takes us back to Allah Allah's wisdom And Allah's uh, generosity To be able to put these things at our disposal because if Allah didn't put these things here for us What would we have used? How would we have survived in this world If it wasn't for the gifts that Allah had placed here For us to be able to use and conduct our,
2: our existence? Yes, Muhammad Fasih. Um, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is so great um, And we've mentioned that Allah is all-knowing Allah knew exactly what we were going to require. I made this point earlier and I am repeating it so that we cannot forget it. That Allah knew before we were even born what are the kind, kind of things that we will require on this planet to survive at the different stages of development of technology and progress that we've made in science. And all that information and all the tools and all the equipment to do what we are doing some of the things Allah has made it possible and put it at our disposal to utilize and some of the things happen outside of our control Allah is completely fully aware of everything that's going to be required and in this instance if we look at what was happening in the universe. The same thing didn't happen everywhere at the same time. In different places of the universe, the process of the formation of atoms, uh, the construction of the various types of material happened depending on the conditions that existed in that part of the universe. So it wasn't a uniform thing to say that uh, everything actually happened simultaneously throughout the universe. But we were busy, uh, 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 we're talking about a very busy and hectic period in the history of the universe, and now came the construction and the appearance from these atoms, and because we had the forces, we now have the Appearance of the various gases that we have in the universe, the solids and the liquids, which are the only three forms of matter that we have. So if we look at material of the universe and we refer to it as matter, it can be either solid, liquid or in gas form. And that process actually started and created all the material that the universe will require Uh, for the rest of its existence and what made it possible was the temperatures if we can remember uh, and and I'm talking far back probably uh, the first uh, uh, program that we had on this that the temperatures were 10 to the power 40 degrees Celsius 10 followed by 40 zeros uh, was the temperature right at the beginning But the temperatures dropped sufficiently for, and and with the presence of the four uh, forces, fundamental uh, forces of nature, the small tiny pieces of material with the aid of gravity started condensing and it behaved in a way where these the presence of these forces they started swirling in orbits depending on how far the one piece was from the other exerted pressure through gravity it was still a bit chaotic but in the process smaller pieces started clumping together and forming bigger pieces um, rock-like pieces and they clumped together and as they clumped together, uh, they started forming bigger and bigger pieces of rocks and, uh, and the material from which the rest of the universe is now going to be uh, formed from. When we look at this, we spoke about Allah's generosity in
1: putting all of these, these elements and all of these things in place for us to serve us. But... How do we then look at it in the context of the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How do we then look at it in the context of how Allah describes Allah's self in relation to the way that the universe has been set out by Allah subhanahu
2: wa ta'ala? I'm glad you're the presenter of this program because you always bring us back to Allah. <laughs> May Allah give you a long life I mean, I mean, and sure. increase your knowledge, inshallah. I mean, sure. um, creation is a product of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, Allah creates everything. When we say creation, we are actually referring to anything that is not Allah. In fact, in Tasawf literature, they refer to it other than Allah. And whatever is not Allah must have been created by Allah. I mean logically. If it's not Allah, then the only way it could have come into existence is if Allah created it or caused it to come into existence. Now the first name and Look, I've just used these names as a means. The three names that I'm going to use uh, is Al-Halik, Al-Bari, and Al-Musawir. I'm going to just briefly touch on these three, three names that I would like to make a connection to so that all this scientific knowledge that we have spoken about how scientists have uncovered um, of how the universe originated um, can be tied into strengthening our knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa Taala's names and sifat now if you look at al-halik everything in creation at some point did not exist Yes, of course, it couldn't have existed because there was a time when nothing existed and only Allah existed and there will be a time that everything that currently exists will not exist and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will exist. So creation has a beginning and creation has an end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the power of this name Al-Khaliq and the instruction of Kun brings into existence that which did not exist before. So Al-Khaliq is the one name that under the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings from nothingness into existence that which will now exist. And the trigger to bring it into existence is the divine command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it to be, for it to be, to come into existence. So that would be the the, the first name that I think is very relevant uh, to our discussion that we must understand in everything that we say, this emerged or that came into existence at that point. It only came into existence under the strict instruction and command of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is how the name al Khalik manifests itself in the material
1: world The voice of Buddha Mani, and this is the program to Khid and the Creation looking at the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body. This evening we have uh, looked at various aspects of uh, the results of the Big Bang, the results of the first matter that had been sent forth from this massive event and uh, now we're looking at the <coughs> names of allah subhanahu ta'ala and drawing from the names of allah subhanahu ta'ala rather an understanding of how allah subhanahu ta'ala describes allah's self in relation to what allah subhanahu ta'ala has created we're going to go for a break when we come back we'll continue and then we will look at uh, al-bari and uh, also the name al-musawir stay tuned we'll be back after this <laughs>
0: لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله
1: Assalamu alaikum wa Welcome back to the program Taakhir on the Creation Exploring the book The Big Bang The Amazing Human Body authored by Abu Tassali Mani and uh, this evening we've been looking at uh, atoms we've been looking at gravity uh, we've been looking at the strong uh, nuclear forces and uh, we're now reflecting on the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we know Allah uh, has uh, 99 names and those names describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and also the separation between Lord and creation the fact that Allah is unique in every aspect in every sense and so we're looking at these unique names in relation to
2: the creation yeah let me go to al-Bari there's obviously a lot more to say about uh, the first name we covered al-Halik al-Bari this name refers to how Allah produces and constructs whatever is in creation. Now, it would be useful for us to remind ourselves that this is merely the material world that we are touching on now, how the material world came into existence. There are other worlds of existence that Allah has also created, that we know little or absolutely nothing about. We're not even talking about that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created and designed and constructed everything with specific laws of how it should be done. Now what is something to marvel at is, if we look at our material world and we want to produce anything, we want to make something, then we need certain material, we probably need a plan or a drawing of what we need to do, and then we need the tools, and often we need assistance from who can assist us to pick this up or bring that about or or, or whatever. Now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates and constructs whatever is in creation without the need of any material, without a plan, or without a previous model. So Allah doesn't create something uh, having to use, uh, if we want to create a car, we on the dunya, then we use another type of car uh, and say we want to improve on this and that Allah doesn't need a model to copy from Allah does it without a model, without material without a plan without a partner to assist Allah, Allah creates and constructs whatever we see around us, Allah constructs by merely uh, through the manifestation of this name al-bari and i think important to note here at this point is also that everything in this entire universe and and, and, uh, i don't even want to 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 go to that because we might come to it at some other point as how extremely vast intricate and complex the universe is To give us a glimpse, we just need to to look at the planet Earth. Just look at the planet Earth and think that Allah created everything on this planet Earth without any effort, without getting tired, without having to take a rest, without having to uh, 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 use uh, any energy that will get less. Whatever Allah did... Allah remained as Allah was before without any of Allah's um, power or ability being affected in any way. SubhanAllah.
1: SubhanAllah. And, and again Allah subhanAllah not using any implements Allah not using as we mentioned the assistance of anyone and in actual fact also the creation of Allah subhanAllah following the laws that Allah set in motion at the time when the command was set down and obeying that command up until Qiyamah not deviating even for a second subhanAllah
2: and we can look at how intricate the universe is Uh, when we talk about these forces and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the ability for us to extract, for example, power from the atom to be used for us to see how the planets orbit the sun and how the galaxies um, of stars don't clash and crash into one another. Um, How flawless and precise and harmonious the whole universe is is a great sign for us if we just look at outside we look outside into the universe and we see how flawless and synchronized the whole system in the universe is it must have required meticulous um, organization and I was going to say planning. Allah doesn't need a plan. But design uh, to have created something so marvelous. Nothing in creation could ever have designed such a complicated and intricate and flawless precise system as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the idea that the universe could have come into existence uh, through evolution or natural uh, events, or by accident, or random, um, sounds very frivolous. It it, it sounds a bit absurd. But that brings us to the last name, uh, Al-Musawir. Now, personally for me, um, Musawir is the name that Allah is the one that gives shape and form to things. Yes, the other names are great names, subhanAllah. uh, uh, It's it's some of the the, the absolutely great names that should reflect the greatness and the awesomeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But for me, uh, the one that I could more closely connect to was Al-Masawir. Because it brings things closer to home. If we look at the various sizes the dimensions the form and the shapes we see around us any form whether it is round irregular rectangular straight uh, crooked these forms could only have come into existence because in Allah's all knowing knowledge Allah created the shape we must remember nothing is created if Allah didn't create that possibility for it to be what it is today or will be, nothing happens outer, outside of the divine will and knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So every shape that we have in the entire universe should in fact be a reminder. We don't have to look far to be reminder of Allah, to be reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's greatness if we just look at shapes when we look at the shape of leaves or the sky or the mountain or the road or the things around us and we look at the the various shapes then we think of the name Al Musawir and let that be a reminder for us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created these shapes so when we are told look around and see the signs of Allah around us. Don't only think that Allah has been the creator, look at the shapes, and that should actually be a powerful reminder uh, for us of who is the creator of all of these shapes, and the colors, and the forms, and the structures that we see around us. We have come to the end of tonight's
1: program, and subhanAllah, we, again, we have covered a lot of ground and looked at various aspects of creation from the time after the formation of atoms. And uh, again, it just gives one an appreciation for how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has shaped this universe and the laws that govern it, subhanAllah.
2: And, uh, as we end off the show, yeah. I want to make a concluding remark. Um, If we make effort to look for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala signs using these names and other names, but using practical examples to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala signs around us in the dunya, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will lift the veils of ignorance That Allah will open up more knowledge and information to us of who is the Creator behind everything that we see and when we do that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us a practical means of how we can strengthen our iman and taqwa and if we do that we start believing more sincerely and more uh, profoundly in who our creator is. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us for the veils to be lifted so that we can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the way that Allah is supposed to be worshipped, inshallah. Inshallah, I Min. Mean, Badasali,
1: shukran so much for joining us this evening and taking us on this journey once again. We look forward, inshallah, to our next episode. And uh, we say, uh, wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa
2: barakatuh. Shukran uh, Muhammad Fasih and to the listeners out there. May we all benefit from this, inshallah, alhamdulillah. And
1: uh, yeah, that has been the program for this evening. Next week, we will be looking in our ninth uh, program at the stars and uh, the formation of stars. And uh, that will be something that I'm really looking forward to, inshallah. Uh, from myself, Muhammad Fasih, Peterson, until I speak to you again, inshallah. And have a fantastic evening further.
0: لا حول <سؤال> ولا قوه الا <سؤال> بالله <سؤال> لا حول ولا